0: What's up, 9 Nation and lovers of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast? This is Anthony recording live and direct at the Billy Shears podcast studio in lovely Milton, Ontario. This is episode two of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. Today we're joined by Father Yoda, Samurai Master, Robert Koss. Rob Cost brings some beautiful steam whistle beer into the studio. Anybody that brings beer into the studio is a friend of mine. He bestows some of his worth wild information, experiences, and everything else, of course, is dad jokes, um, in, into uh, this episode. We get into it. It's a really fun one. hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys are enjoying this sub-series. Uh, Mike and I definitely want to try something that we'd be learning, um, little tricks in the trade of being a, becoming a father, and, and anything along that line. So I'm very happy to release episode two. Robert Koss, uh, our, our dad, Robert Koss. Here we go. Hope you guys enjoy. And thank you for listening. Have a great day. This is a special presentation from the Not After 30 podcast. Mike, the coach, Paraconi, and Anthony El Jefe De Francesca are going to be dads. This is a We're Going to Be Dads podcast. So Rob, again, I want to thank you for being our Yoda today. You're welcome. <laughs> nice. All right. So let's start this off like we start everything off with a cheers, salute, congrats. Thank you, gentlemen. Cheers. Cheers, cheers. cheers boys.
1: Cheers.
0: Mm. Welcome, Nana Nation and the lovers of the Not for 30 podcast. My name's Anthony, recording live and directing the Billy Shears podcast studio in... Lovely Milton, Ontario. And if you've tuned in, this is episode two of the We're Gonna Be Dads podcast. I'm joined by the coach, Mike Perricone, and our special guest, Robert Koss. Rob, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Great to be here. Thank you, guys. Mike, say hello. Hey, Nana Nation. Nice to be back. Alright, I'm always happy to have Mike in studio, but today a special guest, maybe father of the year, Rob <laughs> Koss. Rob, thank you so much again for doing this. You are going to be our guiding light in this episode two of the We're Going to Be Dad's podcast. No, I really feel sorry for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, why don't you give us a little bit of background on yourself, maybe like how old you are, how many kids you have, how many kids you know
2: you have, like anything like along that line. <laughs> Alright. Uh, okay, yeah, I should have prepped on this okay <laughs> what were you 2016 yeah, yeah, yeah. 2017 2017 uh, 52 52 52 years old 52 all right uh two children uh a daughter who is 19 and a son who is 18 uh married to a uh, lovely wife paula of 20 years now was 2016 was our 20th anniversary um she's much younger than me which uh helps me stay young that's awesome that's, that's good good for you well, I also married young, so I'm hoping, fingers
0: crossed, that I have as much success as you guys have had in marriage and in life, I assume, so. It's a long-term investment. It was yeah. a long-term investment.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I think it's panning out, right? Yes. All right. All right. Excellent. Mike, you and I are, are about the same age. Yeah. We are entering fatherhood basically the same time, yeah. within maybe a week of each other. Seems like it, yeah. Uh, you and weren't then,
2: together, were you? You know? No,
0: okay. I mean, so, just checking. Yeah. Check so people who are turn, tu- tuning in for the first worry, time, I don't we're going to be dads, <laughs> but not to the same child. Okay, We're going to be dads to separate
2: separate children. And separate yeah. moms. Yes, and separate All right. moms, yeah. Yeah. from as
0: much as we know so far. <laughs> okay. okay, so um, episode two, we really want to get into the story of fatherhood, um, how we got here... Um, and, and, you know, I think Mike and I have taken different routes to get here, but we'll explain our stories, and we're going to use Rob as a reference point slash guiding light in this journey. So, let's start off with fatherhood. Um, Rob, do you want to start with your story, or should we start with our
1: stories? I don't know how it should go. I think Rob should back clean up, shouldn't he? I think you're right. Yeah. All right. So, heads or tails? Uh, I say you go, bud. Oh? Heads.
0: Why don't you start us off?
1: Okay. Well, where do you want to start here? Um... I've known my wife for twelve years. Uh, we've been married for one and a half now. So it was a long dating process. Uh, known her, I actually met her in college. Uh, she was dating somebody else. I was dating somebody else, and then we uh, uh, got together several years later and we happened to have jobs next to each other. So it was just a coincidence that I recognized her and still thought she was as hot as she was in college. And uh, and I asked her out, and uh, you know like I said it was a lot of ups and downs but like a lot of a lot of preparation and planning got us to the point where we could get married be financially secure and I give my wife all the credit for that because I like cool toys and you know it took me a while to get to the point where I could be financially responsible enough to buy a house, uh, be able to pay for a wedding and now uh, you know budget for a kid uh, which is by far the longest term investment of all of them. Um, so uh, it was something where we had tried for kids for the first year of our marriage, give or take. Sort of gave up on the idea because you can maybe put a little bit too much pressure on yourself and uh, just decided we'd go out and go out to BC and Alberta and see, and, uh, and see that part of Canada where my wife had never been and uh, just went on a nice little vacation there, a two, uh, two-week vacation, and I think that mountain altitude helped out because uh, sure enough, we came back and six weeks later, we found out. So that's how we got there, and my wife is now in her third trimester, which I've, is a word I learned. And, um, yeah, so just over six months in. So we're getting an own stretch right now. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I think that's the long and short of it. It's nothing fancy, but, you know, it's it's unique, I guess.
0: Did your wife ever push you? for hits earlier because
1: you guys had been no, together for a no, long time no I think I, you know what it is I think we both come from old school values families in that we just wanted to kind of I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with kids out of wedlock but if you plan it properly you can avoid that and right. that's exactly what we did so we just wanted to kind of respect both families uh, and at the same time financially responsible as well so it, w- it was something where once we planned to get married before we planned to have kids and, and tried to be as careful as we could before that
0: very nice um my wife and I have been together for eight years, mm-hmm. and I knew my my the first date we ever went on, and I remember it vividly. We walked down the lake shore in Oakville, and it was a beautiful night, everything you could ask for. And I remember holding her hand, and her telling me she wanted to have kids, she couldn't wait to have kids, and that Your was first date. First date didn't scare me away because huh. she was she was too beautiful to run away. A
1: bigger man than me. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know what? But I, I I think in my heart I always wanted to have kids, sure. even though like I I I'd play it off like I didn't want kids and that kind of or. I mean, at the time, I was 25, prime, prime time, enjoying yeah. life way too much. So, yeah. uh, but I always wanted kids. I knew I wanted kids, but I just didn't want to say I wanted to have kids. Sure. I, I wanted that to be in the back. Yeah, um, that's fair. And I think growing up, too, I always thought in my head, 25, I'll settle down, have some kids, like probably two kids, a dog, white picket fence, all that stuff. Yeah. But when I got to 25, I, was like, I cannot, no, no, I don't even know how to tie my shoelaces. Yeah. I don't know how to bounce a checkbook. There's no way I can have kids at 25. Sure. But um, from that first date... Um, she, she kind of let me know that she wanted kids, and then from that point, we just kind of um, grew. And then we got married four years ago, and we had started probably um, not taking precaution to prevent kids in hopes that something would come up. But It took us four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, went, we went to get clinic, uh, we clinically got help, we went to two different clinics. Sure. The first one was a year a waste of wasted time and money. Uh, the second one uh, came highly recommended from friends. I went there, within months we had um, success. We went, we went the IUI route. Which, for those who don't know, is where they take your sample. They clean off all the Homer Simpson swimmers. Ah, yes. And they just ensure that they're only Michael Phelps swimmers. The intelligent ones. Ant- yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good ones. And uh, and then they, they they shoot that right into by the egg, um, and then uh, nature takes its course from oh. there. It, it, it you know what
2: um, I'm, I'm kind of getting it's a choked very up.
1: clean way of explaining it, but that's yeah. Interesting. Um, how,
2: how do they determine the Homer's versus the, the uh, Phelps? Phelps? Yeah. Uh, and then, how many? If you want to divulge, homers yes. versus Phelps, did you have? So yeah, that, that's a very good question. I don't know, but all <laughs> they
0: tell—they say it's a, a wash. They do a wash, and I don't know if if the trick, like it's like little mouse traps. So the draft. ones that survive potentially. Yeah, the ones that survive, I guess, um, because there's a balance between Phelps and. That's Simpsons. fascinating science. Yeah. Hey, when
1: you think about that, like that whole
0: procedure was a nightmare, but kind of like a good nightmare. Okay. Like. Where in the nightmare you die, yeah. but you also get to kill the people you hate along the way. I don't know if that's too graphic, but they put you in this room and it's just like a, a like a small motel bathroom. Yep. Without a toilet. It's like a sink and like this beat up leather chair. That not even a real leather chair for the record. And the material, for lack of better words. Right. Uh, is exactly what you're thinking. Like at least at least six years old. Come on, the, the <laughs> no, pages. No, really. Page, the pages feel like bacon no. strips. Oh, yeah, no. it is. It's it's horrible. Just whip out your phone instead. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah exactly. you have to. Like my my imagination is really good. It's yeah. not that. Good. No. <laughs> so uh, and then and then you you put the sample uh, in a container. You put the container into a paper bag. You fold over the and then you bring it to this desk. Now at the desk there's a bell. You ring the bell. There's two people in this large. Very sterile, all-white, everything uh, lab. And there's, there's a young lady, and there was this old man. The old man was in the farther part of the lab. I, I dinged the bell, and both heads popped up. And the old man almost came running from the back of the lab. And he's like, is that your sample? I was like, why are you so, are you so excited? Are you selling it on me? I was like, yeah. So uh, he took it. I signed off on some paperwork. Uh, my wife went in a little bit later. Uh, they made the injection so uh the the procedure is very interesting they they the way you seal the um, thing there's a tab as color tab and they show you all the color tabs from every part of the procedure and then they uh, they make sure everything lines up you sign off on something and then this this guy who could i could only describe as probably french canadian like very petite looking very feminine looking man came in did the injection we were there and he pop 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 done and everything was on its way and that was uh 26 and a half weeks ago so mm. yeah it's it, it was uh it was a very interesting procedure we were nervous because of the the cost that's involved right hurt stores were five or six times and you're looking at five to seven hundred dollars a pop and it's so it kids it can get sure very expensive so we were nervous about that aspect but we were really lucky first time was a charm nice. which also led um us to believe that a lot of it was mental like we were just causing a lot of stress on ourselves and that's why things weren't working out mm-hmm. so hopefully round two next child it's gonna be much easier that's right i was talking way too much yoda
2: the chair is yours. I'm still thinking of that room you explained. Right. <laughs> uh, you say, hey, so Was there a time frame or a time limit? Or you, know you what? Were... good question. I was in there for
0: easily 45 minutes. <laughs> I assumed Just, they thought I fell asleep yeah. because <laughs> I uh, first you got you take guys you know. Check for cameras, obviously first. One hundred percent. Yeah. Second, you gotta get comfortable. You gotta be like, okay, am I gonna sit? I don't know if I want to sit. Yeah. The room itself. No, I can't sit. No, (laughs) no, No, because as
2: soon as you sit, you. Who else is sitting on? Hundreds of. And
0: and it's crazy because every time, every time we've been there since, every every time I see just a guy walk in, I know what he's there for. And how
2: good is their aim? Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Are they wearing a bib? Are they not wearing a bib? Oh, What's going on? Dear. You know? oh, Yeah. Dear. So It should
1: be like Nona's furniture in there. It should just be all plastic and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, like sterile. Like oh, Lysol it should be new everywhere. every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> like, you know what? When I go to my chiropractor, he lays a sheet down to yes. like my face. Yes. Could they not do that with the whole chair? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Whew, it just got really hot in here for me. <laughs> all right, sorry. Yoda.
2: Yeah, those are good. No, my story right. So that's yeah. the one one. Um Married in, uh, so I knew Paula, I met Paula in 93 and married in uh, 96. Good year for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, and you. Yes, yes. You guys both won. So you guys are young, so 1993, <laughs> just, to, just to clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1996, married. So when we were dating, we, we both knew that we wanted kids. So that was just like yourself. That was something we talked about. So that's why we, you know, we knew we were, we were made for each other. But we talked about uh, waiting and talked about uh, traveling and doing all the great things when you get married mm-hmm. and going places and visiting the world. And so we knew we wanted kids, but there, were, there was no rush uh, to have kids. So we were married in June of 96. Uh, and life happens, right? So life changes. So in, in December of 96, my dad passed away unexpectedly, 61 years old. And we, we looked at each other and said, wow, you know, life changes, and mm-hmm. it can change in a second. Sure. Uh, and we said, you know, who are we to say that we're going to plan our lives and wait to have kids and everything else? So at that point, we decided to, uh, we, we should have kids. Mm-hmm. So Let's have kids. So uh, fortunately, first shot on goal. You're good, good. Oh, uh, boy. You know, Cassandra showed up, uh, you know, nine months later in, in September of 97, uh, um, and uh Cassandra was a lot of fun. Cassandra was, uh, and these are some of the things that you could prepare for, and you know, not what everything works out for you guys, but Cassandra was uh, breach, so she was uh, bum mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very um, European of her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was, so that, anyway, that was our uh, kind of introduction into uh, kids. I don't want to go too far into the story, but. Uh,
0: no worries, and and for your, your uh, darling son?
2: Yeah, so for John Raymond, so Cassandra, Cassandra was a joy. Mm-hmm. She was uh, she was interesting, uh, and that maybe is for for other episodes on the whole delivery of of watching a baby come out bum first, basically like a drywall plug opening up. <laughs> uh, so that, that that could be for another another episode. But uh, so Cassandra was a joy. Slept well. She was she was just a joy. Ate well. Laughing all the time. Just a great uh, great baby. And we said, you know what? This we know we wanted more than one. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's let's try for another one. Again, first shot on goal, yeah, and good stuff. Uh, and John Raymond came uh, 15 months later. So okay. <laughs> the kids are 15 months apart. So he he came out uh, he came out screaming, and he hasn't stopped since. <laughs> <laughs> and, and was your wife was she good with
0: with the pregnancies that close together? Was it or was it ever an issue? Or like she you know just get him done like you know 15 months of. Hormonal swings and and funky like eating habits and all that. Yeah,
2: stuff. It, it was tough to, to be honest with you. You know, Paula could speak to it better than I can. But uh, looking back on it, it's great that they were close together. They're 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 great friends and they mm-hmm. share a lot of friends and that. But it, it was it was hard. Yeah, it, it was a tough time for Paula just to kind of manage because you got two babies really. Yeah, oh, oh yeah,
1: almost like
2: almost like twins. Right? Yeah, like,
1: yeah wow yeah well the story really hit home with the trying to plan all your your life and going and then these these uh you know these stark changes you know like that's that's the reality of life and it's one of those things that like it takes a a traumatic or life-changing event to kind of realize those kind of things and everybody's got their own little unique thing it seems like everybody gets one of those little wow moments you Mm -hmm. know at some point to just kind of wake up and then and choose your path but that was that, that was really interesting because you know that's something that um, you know, if you knew you wanted it already, then to take that step and to say, you know what? No, we're going to make this a part of our lives and kind of ensure that this is going to happen. I think that's really, a, that's that's fascinating, yeah.
0: Prior to making the decision of, of, of going ahead and having kids, was the wait just, was it like, um, like settling in? Or you, you guys have been married for a couple of years at that point, so... Was no, no, we were married for a few
2: months, right? Oh, was that uh-huh. it? We were married in oh, June. Oh, you met in 93. Oh. Yeah, I met 93. We were in 93. We married in June of 96. And in oh, wow. December of 96 is when we, did oh, so wow, we yeah. decided to... Just go.
0: And that's going to be tough, too, because that first year for a married couple is so difficult because you're still kind of learning how to live with them. Feel each other yeah, out. each other out. Yeah. You know, like... It brought us closer.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. brought us closer.
0: And everyone knows that, like, women are complete slobs, so it's hard to <laughs> clean up after them all the time
2: no no okay i'll let you
0: yeah thanks man okay so um rob did you guys ever in the late 90s w- was it a factor of um like doctor or midwife or medulla was it was that a balance at that point or was it just kind of like you just go to the hospital and have a child and that's that
2: yeah, no. For our decision, it was doctor. Yeah. yeah, I'm not even sure what a medulla is. Yeah, yeah. that one was new. I was <laughs> gonna ask you. What,
1: what is a
0: medulla? Yeah. Is it a, or is it a doula? A doula. I think. I think it's a doula, which is someone who comes and talks you through the process, kind of like a midwife, but like a like a step under midwife.
1: So it doesn't do the delivery, but just kind of no. yaks throughout yeah, the pregnancy. Yeah, missing? Just yeah, just like kind coach.
2: Of, yeah, yeah. Just okay. kind of
1: coaches you through everything.
2: Okay. All right. Yeah. No, we we no, we didn't have that. What we did have, though, I, th- I don't know if they're still around, but what. Um, they were a great series of books called "What to Expect When Expecting." Yes, right. I bought yeah. that for my wife actually. And and it's if I could give you any advice, follow those things. Really, because every step of the way, they were they were bang on, and it, oh. and it helped you understand it. If you were maybe delayed a bit or advanced it a bit, but I wish those books would continue up till you had like nineteen-year-olds. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because every step of the way, and then it was like the first year. I think it ended after the first year, but they were best investment
1: you guys can make really? absolutely yeah best i bought investment. that for my wife as okay. soon as i found out because i heard the same kind of advice like this is best this investment. is the book yes. so, yeah yes. that's absolutely.
0: ideal absolutely what to expect when expecting yes and
2: is it like a, a large series it's a good
1: it's a good size and they have a couple of the offshoots just like the chicken soup shoot, right. Right. soup yeah. offshoots yeah, yeah. and stuff but yeah like the easy that,
2: reads and follow-ons when things when, when certain things would happen you mm-hmm. refer to it so it was yeah. like a reference book when the kids are born you look am I, you know everyone would talk about your kids should be walking at this point or doing this at this point and you can refer to the book and it would no, fantastic book mm-hmm. oh right on that's well hey listen for any future dads out there
1: yeah it, was, it, it, it comes
0: father approved no, I no, guess. <laughs> yeah all right so that one's off the list okay so what about expectations of how your child will be due to the prep you've taken during pregnancy
1: you're talking about like character, like like personality, or like do, like. Phys- I think maybe physical? like Eat, like
0: eating super healthy, like the mother eating super healthy, or maybe doing yoga or exercising or anything like that during pregnancy to kind of help the labor and maybe the overall health of the child. Like, was there really anything different between the the um, expecting periods between both kids? Like, did Paula do anything differently, or did you know anything different? Or well, for it?
2: for for our first, um, Paula was very uh, she. No caffeine, right. no 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 Tylenol, no aspirins, no alcohol, no, nothing. Right. Um, and she's very active to begin with, so yeah, it was very. We were very clean living, clean eating uh, for Cassandra. Yeah. Now, and I don't. And then, to- and then knowing, you know, the fact that she came out, uh, she was breech and came out on first. That could have led to a cesarean section, but because mm-hmm. Paula was in shape mm-hmm. and young. Uh, she delivered naturally mm, okay. oh, right on. Yeah. so john that, Raymond was a different story but generate why why like why was he such a different story well, we, we knew we could do it one the first time. Right. So the, the second time we weren't, I, Paula, I believe, you know, she probably, forgive me for this, but she she <laughs> you know, might have a little glass of wine. Maybe right, right, A little, right, little yeah. more relaxed. A yeah. little yeah. more relaxed. Yeah. She may have a Tylenol because she had a headache. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't that what they say, like, the first baby's born out
0: of porcelain, the second one's born out of stainless steel? Like, you can be, like, a little <laughs> bit more, like, yeah. free yeah, with yeah. Like, a little bit of, I, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I find, like, um... Knowing that that we were pretty like the encouragement on like organic foods and eating clean and and doing that because I mean our lifestyles prior to that were a little bit probably like a little bit sloppy like very much like your mid twenties like careless eating I guess you could say yeah um but in talks with my sister in law there was a point that she caught thought was very good was um, she did a lot of yoga and that helped her a lot with her labor and and stuff like that so I'm I'm curious if if that will help with future like aspects of the child whether it be childbirth or maybe child development or anything like that i
1: could see like certainly the clean living and stuff like that you would probably maximize the potential of the child like the physical and mm-hmm. and, and the you know building the immune system that has to all be good things i can't yeah. see where you know not taking care of yourself during the 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 uh, the build-up is isn't going to benefit your child on the way out yeah. now how you carry that on through the rest of it is a whole different story too right, right. and you got to that's another thing my wife and I have talked about is just making sure that you know during that breastfeeding period, if that she you know if, if that works out, which is sounds like really affordable, so I'm all, yeah. all, all, all yeah. game. Um, but you know still taking care of your body during that period and being very conscious until the baby sort of feeding itself and and, and making sure that those, and then you you keeping an eye on what you do. But I think it's sort of changed our perspective like you're right some people in your early 30s and stuff i don't want to call it like a sedentary lifestyle but certainly a more relaxed lifestyle it's made us reevaluate many parts of our life and and the way that we eat and the way that we sleep and the way that we take care of ourselves that's certainly all coming uh come into the way that we've taken care of uh, my wife, and that's been the focal point, but it's it's trickled down to me, and I imagine will sort of trickle into our lifestyle as we want to be healthier to raise our kids. Like right. we have a purpose now. I, I think that was a that's a huge thing that I've realized Before. as my baby starts to kick and stuff like that. It's like that light switch went off. It's like it's not just about me anymore. And it's been and you can be married and you can you can be together and stuff like that, but you're still your own entity. You don't, mm-hmm. uh, you know you work Absolutely. together as a partnership. <laughs> this is now you dedicating. To, to something that's not you. And I think it's a lot more completely than, than a marriage even in some ways. And I don't know how to to frame that. And But like, it, it's... It, well, that's me. Uh-oh. I told you, buddy. Party foul. Well... Put uh, 20 in the jar. <laughs> that's it. Um, but yeah, so I, I think that's... To me, that's been something that's been very interesting and just my perspective change and all that. But I think it's all tied into another level of growing up yeah. you know does that make sense I some it, it makes sense. certainly the way I felt like when I hit 25 I realized okay I don't have forever and now that I'm having a kid it's like okay now it's not even just about me anymore or just about her anymore it's like it's about us it's, it becomes a little bit more of a collective on our part it's it strengthened us in many ways even though we've been together so long right we're just devoting ourselves to something that's not us well Rob maybe you can talk on that like did you
0: notice like a like a person like growing up uh, aspect when when you knew, like, you found out you're having kids, or when they actually got there, or yeah, the the biggest,
2: um, no, great point about, my like we we're saying about like uh, clean eating and stuff like that, because you do have that sense of purpose. It's not mm-hmm. just about you, right? Yeah. And uh, and that should continue, right? Because we we continue, we we've always been healthy eaters, so that that wasn't too hard for us to. We didn't really have a drastic change, um, and we continue it because you want to set the example for your kids, right? right? But your point about like the sense of purpose. For me, personally, it wasn't until uh, coming home from the hospital, uh, being alone in Cassandra, my daughter's firstborn, in her room, holding her in my arms, that it really hit home. That Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. It's not just about me and Paul anymore. I've got to take care of this living being. And that's really when it wasn't at the hospital, it wasn't the delivery, room, and it wasn't the nine months. Wow! It was that holding this live being in it your all hands, clicked. and it just it yeah. hit you, man. Oh, jeez! Yeah. That was it. Hit and me. you have—I gotta imagine you
0: have like that—that that real like, all right, nut up time. Like, like man, like it's it's time
2: to go. It, it wasn't so much that; it was just the realization that it's real. Yeah, that, that, there's this this beautiful creature in in my hands. That that's, that's my responsibility and Paula mine and Paula's responsibility. When when she was born, did she have did she have blonde hair when she was born? Yeah, or did she had hair? Uh, no, 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 she was bald as did a cue
0: ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, mm-hmm. curious. All right, um, I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like, do you where do you like?
1: Do you want to take this like any any farther with this or like? Uh, I I, th- I think I've I think I sort of. Like, I think what he said is probably very real. I think I'm going to have yeah. a much more deep really, realization when yeah. like, and I, I think that's, I got taken out of the moment when you were saying, but that. It, no, it's, it, it, but it makes, it makes sense too. Once you leave the hustle and the bustle of everybody being around and, and then, uh, and then you get that personal moment where this, like if you left and you didn't come back, <laughs> yeah. this thing wouldn't live. And it's like, I'm sure there's a serious realization from maybe I got mine a little bit earlier. Maybe I just, it was just something that I was looking for because, but when I felt the first Good kick. Mm-hmm. I just like I tingled. I couldn't like I. I can't explain it. I look at my wife. She tells me she, I, I. She tells me I've never smiled at her more. But I don't look at her face. Okay. So like but, you know, it's one of those things. It's like I'm incredibly in love with this whole thing that's coming. It's it's it, the emotions. I feel like my emotions are evolving. Uh, and I'm just. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, it's, and it's they some, will continue to evolve. Right, and yeah. it's just it's it's. It's one of these things that, like, it's a milestone, like you said. We, I mean, Hal and I talked about having kids before, and it was always something we wanted. But just now that it's real, it's like, man, this is really one of those milestones. Like, who knows how long I'm going to get? But this is one of those major life milestones that I was hoping for that I wanted to get to. And now I'm about to achieve it with my my wife. And, and now I get to spend the rest of my life watching a life that's more important than mine. Like, it's just... It's crazy. Like, my mental state in the last, like, year or two has just been so much more um, developed. I don't know. It's just, it, it's really, really interesting. And and I'm, I think I told you this before, I'm really glad that I didn't have kids when I was younger because I wouldn't have been as into this. Like, I wouldn't have wanted to be somebody who wasn't fully committed to this, right? Like, I'm not saying everybody has their own stories and things happen, right? But for yeah. me, personally, I'm glad that we were able to do it now, now that we're a little bit more uh, mature and, and ready for it, you know? Um, have you either of you guys read Tommy Lee's book, Tommy Land? No, No. I just saw his penis on the internet one.
0: Yeah. No, me too. I mean, you know what's crazy is his his penis is more impressive than the book. (laughs) Um, In the book, the book starts off where he has this conversation uh, with himself about, or with with his penis about um, when when his first child was born, how jealous he was of the relationship his wife now had with the child as opposed to him. And that always, when I read that book for the first time, it struck a chord with me. And I, I think the maturity that I have now compared to the maturity I had when I read the book, I was almost siding with Tommy Lee as opposed to, or siding with Tommy Lee's penis, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. But like siding with it just being like, well, now we just created this creature that my, my wife, who I love, is going to love more than me. So I had that like real sobering moment of like, well, our children for you? Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, when I well I guess when I think when I read that it might have been twenty four or twenty five, not even thinking to myself like, holy shit, I didn't even realize that aspect. But now thirty four year old reading like going back to that story I'm totally okay with that. Like I'm at the point with it with my wife with with our relationship where we're looking for maybe I don't want to say challenge because that's probably like too too harsh of a word for it, but like a new adventure for the both of us to share. And I see it more like that as opposed to having a creature that my wife's gonna love more than
2: than me. Yeah, I think he was just an insecure rock star at that yeah. point. Like the, I, I would never think that way. Like the fact that he thought that way is I th- I just think that's insecure of him. Yeah, it just got to be right. And, and he was
0: famous at the age of 18. Yeah. So at the age of 18 on, he had anything he wanted yeah. anytime he wanted wanted yeah all right all right guys it's that time of show what do you do you want to tell us off or do is there anything else you want to talk about no I,
1: I mean i was good on that i don't know you got a he- heck of a lot of notes there so i don't know if there's anything <laughs> i just wanted to be- prepare for you guys. yeah I, first time
2: guests you well, know, you, wanna... well do you want to share or what, what, what do you have I can, I can talk for all, all night but i don't want to <laughs> it's it's your show it's your no show. well listen if you have some wisdom dear yoda please <laughs> there's lots but it's it, no i don't want
0: to know it's okay i'm good okay well at that point we're going to end every single We're Going to Be Dads podcast with some dad jokes. So, gentlemen, is there someone who wants to start with the dad jokes?
1: I can start this one if you like. Now, now what I've, I've decided, dad jokes can, like, if you go and look up dad jokes on the internet, they're, like, mostly pun-based, and they're sort of like these things that are kind of bland. And, yeah, they're a little bit funny. I thought I'd tell you a little bit more about my dad. First of all, let me explain to you my father. My father is a 67-year-old Italian immigrant. Um that knows nothing about italy um loves canada uh and just he's a mechanical engineer he's a brilliant man he's like a mad scientist cartoon character my dad doesn't think in the way that normal people think okay he is self-centric with this thinking but very out uh, like outgoing and giving with the way that he deals with other people he would give the shirt off his back for you but he doesn't think like normal people he's in his own little world and unless you speak frank you won't you don't really know him. he's uh, it's an incredible thing and i'm sure everybody's dad has these little idiosyncrasies and things like that everybody's got their own little stories but i always like i envision my dad as a as a mad scientist cartoon character and i think it's really like i think it's just perfect for him so this isn't like i've got a i got a few of them but i'm going to start you off with just a little short one here okay um I just got to pull it up because my brother sent it to me, and it's brilliant. Hold on a second. So my dad, he always wants to make people laugh. He always wants to go... And he wants to make people laugh so that he can laugh, but he always makes them feel uncomfortable, right? Okay. So what he did is he went into... <laughs> where is it? It's it, already it? cracked. i sorry. I can't help it. You hold know what's funny
0: when it's starting to crack you up before you Yeah, hold on a second.
1: It. I just got to pull it up here. Oh, geez. Here we go. Okay, so... My dad decided to take, and I wasn't here for this, uh, but it's one of the best stories of my family. So, my brothers, uh, I have four younger brothers, and they're all close in age, and I'm separated by all of that group by five years. So, he had the other kids with him, and uh, he had to go into Walmart. And I guess mom wanted to go and buy some cleaning supplies. Supplies. so my dad's got like a mop and a pail and some you know fantastic and whatever it is that you need to do so he's got all these kids and he goes up to this to the cash register with these cleaning supplies and it looks a little out of place because he's this like old disheveled man and all that and without the cashier even prompting him he says oh it's my wife's birthday and he puts all of this stuff on the counter right and my brother's just described the look on this old lady's face and you can just imagine this old sicilian man and like and that's that's my dad and nutshell unprovoked ridiculous comments that just sort of shock everybody around them so to him they make perfect sense oh yeah Yeah. and we love it because we're entertained because we know who he is but everybody else thinks he's either nuts or pervert or like whatever (laughs) whatever the situation sort of underlies so i've got a bunch of stories like that over (laughs) the course of this i think they're great all right i like it yeah all right that's funny uh rob you got any good dad jokes well yeah i was thinking
2: the same thing i know he kind of reached out to us but um yeah, my dad was a great guy, great, uh, great sense of humor in that. And, and it was the very, the typical, the one that I could remember that my dad would always ask. Cause I, I, as kids, we'd say, you know, I'm hungry. And he'd say, oh, nice to meet you, hungry. I'm Ray. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that bad part. That, that, but that didn't translate for my kids, right? So, <laughs> so I asked them, I texted them today, and I said, look, I'm going to be doing this, this podcast. And uh, do you remember any sort of jokes that I would tell, like really bad yeah. jokes, right? So, so my son responded, no. Not really. <laughs> Classic. But my daughter did respond with one that I do kind of use with the kids, right? So it's basically, you know, when they, when they ask me for money, they'll say, you know, my daughter will say, Dad, can you lend me 20 bucks? And also, $15? <laughs> what are you going to do with $10? There's no way I'm going to lend you $5. <laughs> so that well, is. that's I, good. I like that. I,
0: yeah. Write that one down. That's going to be a good yeah. one. And it
2: was, it was what made me kind of smile when I saw the return text was that she remembered that, right? Yeah. Because so, I couldn't remember anything. My mind was blank <laughs> and anything, right? So, But also, if I can add Paula, my, my lovely wife, I asked her, too. I said, can you think of any jokes that I tell or anything like that? And Paula, being Paula that she is, she responded with a joke that she tells. Okay. And I said, well, I don't think the whole podcast is about moms. I think yeah. it's like nice, But, you know, I could tell it. I could tell it anyway. So if you don't mind, I'll, I'll tell <laughs> Please, them, please. So, so full credit to Paula. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so Paula is very athletic and, and works out a lot, right? So she she tells this ongoing joke that, Still gets most of the family every time she says it. So she'll in any sort of situation, whether we're we're in the park or whether we're at Christmas dinner or something, she'll she'll say this joke that where it says, You know, you know, I got stopped by the cops today And everyone goes, Really? Well what happened? Well, they stopped me and said, You can't have a two guns and a 6 pack. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it, she, she repeats it on a regular basis, yeah. and everyone gets so mad that they, they <laughs> like fall I've for I've actually it heard that, that joke from her before,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's now, awesome. A little context, like, Paula trains for a triathlon. She is, oh, like, yeah. lean okay. triathlon machine. She's yeah. awesome. But uh, I've heard her actually tell that joke before. That's very funny. <laughs> when you are telling your story, uh, it reminded me of, of a story that... Um, that that registers with me about, about my dad, and I guess if, if we're going to talk about it, I, I, I want to participate. Uh, my dad, um, being also an Italian immigrant as well, um, he, English has always been a challenge to him, even though he speaks fluent English. Okay. But I think what he gets lost in is um, sayings. I think things don't translate as well from Italian to English sayings. So his analogies get really bummed out. And what I mean is, um, so for those who don't know, I also work with my father, and he'll do a staff meeting, he'll have a staff meeting, and he'll, um, he'll start with an analogy, and he'll say, have you ever heard the analogy, and he'll get into it. The downside to it is he, he botches the analogy so bad. <laughs> so the analogy will go like this, do you ever know the analogy, how do you eat a 5,000 pound elephant in the room? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll all kind of look at each other and be like, that's not the analogy. It's 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 how do you dress a five thousand pound elephant in the room? Yeah. And how do you eat a horse? Is with a with one bite at a time or yeah. something, something like that? And and he'll look at you puzzled and then he'll realize, oh shit, I, I totally bought that. That one did not translate well in my head. But um, yeah, I think I think. Um, I think it it makes me laugh every time I think uh, every time he starts that sentence at a staff meeting or in life I'm like oh here we go (laughs) this is going to be get the notebook out it's going to be a good one anyways nice alright episode 2 is in the books guys thank you so much Rob I thank you so so much for coming on you're welcome Uh, Mike as always Mike Paracone the coach we're going to do a Blue Jay one very soon yeah lots of bubbling going on for everybody listening thank you so much for listening please support the show any way you can whether it be social media like or buying our merch anything you can do to help would be graciously graciously appreciated find us on any platform not after 30 podcast find us on iTunes not after 30 podcast rate review subscribe tell your friends gentlemen thank you so much we'll talk soon all right thank you